Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom! What is going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. So, tonight is our double header. Uh, so double if header. Watching, <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to get uh, two back-to-back episodes. Uh, if you're listening to the audio only, then you'll catch this episode first, and then uh, next week, you'll catch the other episode. Um, yeah, dude. 103. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. So I think that as far as NPR goes, this would be like season two. Oh, I mean, 100 episodes a season. I don't know. I'm I'm just (laughs) doing it for 12 years. So, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Yeah. So I'm uh, not necessarily excited about the primary topic tonight, uh, but of course, excited to be here with you. Uh, Rob and here with everybody else that's uh, in the chat slowly coming in you guys already know the deal free feel free to share this video out whether you're here on YouTube or Facebook um, and as always if you're on YouTube and you want to throw in a super chat like we, we pay attention to those sometimes um, <laughs> um, so all right so we're talking about something that uh, that is reared its head in the hobby recently we're, we're uh, on the back end of of the i guess the the hype which uh, i think is a better better place to be because it got super chaotic after everything went down got kind of hectic yeah just just a little bit uh so if you if you missed i I don't even think we need to discuss the exact topic unless you want to rob i mean the exact situation unless you want to um because i think everybody's heard it by now (laughs) yeah for for continuity purposes as far as uh people in the future who might not be listening, you know, in the year 2023, currently where we're at, uh, some things were said on another podcast, somebody who is very well known and uh, considered one of the OGs in the reptile community used some words that were not so polite about, uh, people of color and we'll leave it at that. It's it. And it didn't get corrected when it happened. So yeah, we, we figure this is an important topic to cover. Um, just because as the hobby grows, we really don't need this bullshit. Honestly, just as society grows, as everything has progressed, <laughs> it is the year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> like, and people are still racist as hell. Like, what the yeah. absolute shit, man. Yeah, it definitely boggles my my freaking mind, man. Um, and in in tandem with that, then there there was also uh, a different situation that uh involved two uh i guess higher profile social media figures uh in the industry went with regards to a snake sale that went bad and uh comment sections erupting with uh homophobic comments and a whole bunch of other stuff as well and it's like man what is what is happening like yeah, what, a, what is going on for real solid two week span of just like what yeah <laughs> like what is going on yeah, just two weeks of just like I thought we were better than this. I thought mm-hmm. for real, I thought we were better than this. Yeah, exactly. It was um it was really frustrating. Um, you know, I mean for on this first topic, it was really frustrating, especially having met that person and been around that person and not experienced that and then witnessing it, like seeing the clip and just kind of being like, What? Yeah. Like, yeah, not not wonderful. Um so yeah, I I definitely agreed with Rob to do this episode and you know, just kind of open up a discussion <clears throat> um here either here in the chat or wherever again if you guys want to throw super chats or whatever and get involved. Um certainly more than willing to uh do that, but I I think it's important that that we note, you know, I mean, it is 2023. We should be so beyond this. And, and it's unfortunate unfortunately we're not yeah. You know, um, and I, I think it's important that we that we recognize, just as you were saying, Rob, you know, the hobby is growing. The industry is growing. And if if we do go back to the inception of everything, it was a different time. 
both in our in our nation's history uh but <laughs> but also as as the hobby was was really getting started like it was yeah. it was a, a pretty different time uh compared to what it is now and it's it's a shame that it almost makes it feel like our hobby is, is still slightly antiquated if that makes sense yeah yeah and you know as reptile keeping has gone from being very fringe to now i think the 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 best estimates are it was like over 3 million people keeping reptiles in the United States or something like that. Yeah. Like one in every 10 home has a pet reptile in it. Um, as we've gone from something that's very fringe and kind of out there and not understandable to the general public, as people are getting exposed more and more to, uh, you know, content online and you know, going to educational programs and hiking. Like think about 2020 where people were, you know, cooped up in their houses and the only way that people kind of got out because you couldn't go anywhere where there's other people is just to get out in nature and to hike and stuff. Uh, yeah. As all of these things have changed, um, we, we have seen reptiles go from something super fringe to being much more widely accepted you know most people i know when they find out that i keep reptiles if they're meeting me for the first time uh they don't go oh wow they go oh i know somebody who's got a bearded dragon or you know yeah i know somebody who's got a snake or you know my dad had a snake back in the day or whatever yep. and it's gone from this thing that was very fringe and kind of in group out group to now it is way more like i went to the mall the other day and mm. I went in Hot Topic, and they had axolotl shirts, like literally <laughs> not not just one, like three or four different designs with axolotls on them. Oh wow! Like if you had told me that, like you know, twenty years ago or ten years ago, <laughs> there's no way I would have believed you. I'd have been right. Like, axolotls are way too fringe to be at a Hot Topic, and there they are. And like, yeah. culturally, frogs have become really popular. Um, and so this is not to, uh, steer away from the topic at hand. It's just to say that, you know, back in the day, a lot of the like reptile keeping community was predominantly white dudes and mm -hmm. it has changed a lot from then, at least as far as like, you know, image and, and representation, there are so many more different walks of life that people have come to reptiles from and i think that we're doing ourselves a disservice and we're doing the community and the animals a disservice by you know letting racist shit slide it just doesn't it doesn't jive man there's no place for yeah. it in this community and um i want to say this just like off the rip like i'm half black my dad is black my mom is white and uh as someone who's got a lighter complexion and is generally just seen as another white person, the things that white people say when they think there's no people of color around, it's some shit, man. It is some yeah. shit. And, you know, I speak up when, when I'm able to do so, but there have also been situations where I was not in a you know safe place enough to speak up. And I, you know, it's fucking sucks because you got to sit here and just be like, wow, this is some shit. They're talking about me. They're talking about my family. And, yeah. uh, you know, for the people who are able to speak up, um, it, it does make an impact and it does change people's minds. Uh, and I think that just exposure, honestly, the, a lot of these people, you know, who have got these racist ideations or ideals, they just haven't been around people of, you know, different color or they kind of in-group, out-group themselves and they they make it so that their lives are not included uh, with those people. And, and you right. know, the more that we limit ourselves with the type of people that we interact with, the more of an echo chamber that you fall into and the less ideas get spread because – you know, I've learned so many things from people who keep lizards that never would apply to me because if, if I had just kept snakes and same thing mm -hmm. with tarantulas and like it's the same thing with people of different races and different cultures. If you are not talking to people of different cultures, if you're not 
uh, you know, meeting people from different backgrounds than your own, then you're missing out on all these great opportunities for your life to grow in ways that you never could have imagined that they would. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's frustrating to me to see like that. Let me just take a step back. There were a lot of people that spoke up about this, the, the situation, Mm -hmm. um, initially. And I feel like there was, uh, some pushback from a couple people, but I don't really think it was a lot of people. Uh, but you know, this is just one instance of one particular person. This is not even close to the amount of things that happen at a reptile expo or, mm-hmm. you know, in forums or group messages or, or anything like that. It's just, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's true, man. You know, I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> it really is just freaking crazy. Like we, I, I don't understand how as the industry has become what it has become now, mm-hmm. You know, where there's any way for anybody, regardless of how long they've been in the hobby, to still be in that uh, that old school mindset. Yeah. You know, it's like, so what? how do you do business? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, you're so you're so far antiquated mentally that so what do you, you literally just not do business with these people? Because like their money's different. Is their money no good? Like, what are you, what are you doing? That makes literally (laughs) zero sense to me. So the fact, and, and there's also, you know, I think one of the other elements of the situation that was frustrating was, uh, you know, first of all, it didn't immediately get shut down by the Uh host. Um, you know, so then of course it gets clipped and and shared around, uh, you know, very quickly because the internet moves very quickly um and then there was the attempted justification yeah uh, you know and <clears throat> there's there's no there's no you can't justify it yeah you you just can't justify it there's there's no way it's it's not synonymous with any other word like the you know in the in the context it was attempted to be justified along with it, it's it's not real that's just not real yeah you know yeah. Um, so I know for me, that was, that was probably the, the second most frustrating thing, obviously, first of all, that it was said at all, but then it was attempted to be justified and, you know, I'm, I'm just shocked at how it was handled. I'm happy with how the, it seemed the vast majority of people responded, Uh you know, um, and it, it was really quick to get like totally bashed um you know again it 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 sucks because again like having known that person and not experiencing it seeing it and hearing it was literally like a slap in the face of just like bro like really yeah for real really um you know but yeah the the attempted justification of it it was was the thing that really didn't make any sense to me whatsoever um you know you just you can't justify that it should have been immediately shut down you know even if you even if you're not going to you know directly get at that person and be like dude what the what the hell did you just say Mm -hmm. like what are you doing it should have been like we're done click like yeah like that's it you know yeah um and i i will say that i was on a, a group phone call uh with that particular host uh and a couple of other people who were trying to make it all make sense because that particular person is also not uh not super tech savvy we'll say Mm. um and kind of living in their own existence and you know attempted to defend this person because they felt that that was the right thing to do and it's like no no it's it's just it's just not like none none of that makes any kind of sense it just doesn't where where we as as people have made a far enough advancement to realize that this is not okay 
Yeah. And and you you just don't have the right to be like, well, you'd see like, no, I'm sorry. It just it just doesn't work, man. It just doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's we've we've gone from a place where uh, people who are in power are just allowed to say whatever they want and F anyone who gets hurt in the way of the things that they say. And then nowadays we're like, Hey, look, man, just you're saying things that hurt other people. Can you not do that? And then people are jumping down your throat saying, well, what? We can't have an opinion now. We can't, we can't, uh, you know, there's no free speech anymore. It's like, dude, the government's not busting down your door to arrest you because of something that you said. We are asking you as fellow human beings who are affected by the things that you say and the ways that you are living your life. uh, Can you please cut that shit out? And it just like goes over people's heads because they get so hung up on this idea that they can't have an opinion. It's like if your opinion is that someone is less than you because of their skin color, get a new opinion, man. Like for real, like we are all human beings. We are all uh, people who deserve respect and by you people using language like what we saw that couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, you are saying that these people don't deserve respect and that they right. they they don't deserve to have any sort of dignity compared to you just because of their skin color. And it's like, bro, no, get the get the hell out of here with that. That's not that's not how we play. Whether yeah. it's your skin color, uh, your sexual orientation, you know, and get just no, no. It's crazy yeah. because those people say that they love freedom, but yet they're always the ones who <laughs> want to do something to take away the freedom of other people who are just living their lives, who just want to be free and happy like they are. Like, yep. come on. Yep. Yeah, it makes it makes absolutely no sense. Um, shout out to Jay Muller, who is in the house. What's up, Jessica? How are you doing? Um, says, Muller. love you guys. Definitely appreciate the support, Jess. Yes. And that picture uh, with the bowl, she's holding the bowl. It's right. Cool. <laughs> right. Take a look at that. Look at it. Just look at it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. No, man. It, it really it really just doesn't make any sense. And it, it's incredibly frustrating. And, <clears throat> um, you know, I know that there were certain people that had reached out to um, that that podcast host um, to speak directly express their dismay with the situation and you know just as i said there, there's just this underlying attempt to justify and it's it, uh, again context doesn't matter how it was meant doesn't matter that word yep. carries plenty of negativity mm-hmm. it, it, even just, today. it just even today it just doesn't need to be said in any in any way yeah <clears throat> um you know, and, you know, to to jump on on the other uh, topic with with all the homophobic comments that have popped up, too. I mean, like, you know, for those who don't know about me, I'm bisexual. I have dated multiple men, <clears throat> um, you know, and that's like looking at that was incredibly frustrating for me. I, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, these people are just saying random ass shit you know, and I'm just to try to be hurtful, just to try literally just to try to be hurtful. And, you know, I mean, Rob, you, you know me pretty well. Uh, you know, I, I don't get offended easily by stuff, you know, yeah. and if if I can if I can tell context or amongst friends, you know, who are just trying to be silly and stupid, I, I mm-hmm. usually just kind of shoot them the side eye. But, you know, like there's an understanding after that. Yeah, for real. you know, um, but uh, but this was like i was genuinely upset you know i'm like man this this makes no sense to me and it's it's especially hurtful because you look at these people who you're like oh these people are like my people because we keep reptiles and like you know these 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 are people who understand and get something that a lot of other people don't get and then you still get hit with this like but they don't like you yeah yes and and it's like I guess I see where we stand now because mm-hmm. 
I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't look at you and they don't go, oh, he's, you know, he's been with through. Um, and I've, we've seen situations where people make some remarks talking to you. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, some people who made some pretty homophobic remarks, like directly to your face. And I'm like, wow, they just either do not give a shit or they don't know. And they just think it's okay. Like, wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's funny because one of the, in one of those particular instances, your, your facial expression <laughs> changed so dramatically. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've, <laughs> That's one of those situations where I wish I had said something. It's, dude, it was one of those where I'm just like, you obviously don't know who I am because yeah. you don't research anything. But okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, but it's, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think uh, it's our buddy Josh, <clears throat> uh, Josh Queen is here in, in the chat. Wow, that's a big comment. It <laughs> is blocking both of us. <clears throat> yeah, right. How's, how's it going? Um, but you know, he's basically saying, you know, that, uh, he's, he's met both of us and, and has talked with both of us and loves what we represent. And even though he came up with different, uh, different views, he looks at people for what, what they have to offer, who they are, you mm -hmm. know, and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. None of the rest of the shit matters, you know, yeah. like there should just be this understanding and mutual respect for people. Because at the end of the day, we're all we're all the freaking same, man. We're all freaking weirdos that like reptiles. <laughs> like, let's just be real, man. No matter how wonderful the hobby has become and how mainstream it is becoming, we're still weird ass people. <laughs> you know, I mean, sheesh. Um, you know, so it, it's it's like you know, and I think I, I forgot what the podcast was that I was listening to, or live stream it was that I was listening to, but uh, you know, somebody brought up the fact that like, well, we we also segregate ourselves uh, with like different Facebook groups and this group and mm -hmm. that and that group and stuff, and I I get that, like I get the what what you're seeing in that, but I also I challenge those same people to be like, well, okay. We're all the weirdos that like reptiles, right? Mm. But then when you have the extra layer of that, of like, oh, people in the LGBTQ community who keep mm -hmm. reptiles. Oh, we also want to be around people who share those same experiences and are in that kind of safe space yeah. where, you know, we can share those experiences and not have somebody like totally freak out and like lose their, their marbles about it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the important things for all of us to recognize is that at one point in our lives, we were alone in the idea, like most of us, I'm not going to say everyone, but most yeah. of us were alone in the idea that we were passionate about reptiles mm -hmm. and you didn't have people who you could just talk to about it and who yep. understood <laughs> and who, who, who get what you're what you're talking about yeah and i would like i challenge those people to think about the first time that they got to like sit down with another reptile person and really talk reptiles with somebody and like you see the other person getting excited and they know what you're talking about <laughs> and they, you know you get a little back and forth um that is a reassuring feeling and that is something that that connection is something that all human beings need, whether you yeah. want to live off grid in the woods or whether you want to live in the city around tons and tons of people, we all right. need that connection. And for those people who are like, well, this, they're segregated. There's like, I'm in one of the, the black reptile keepers group. And it's like, just mm -hmm. for people who are black who keep reptiles. And, um, I think that that is, is great because what they're actually doing, they're not, not going in the other groups. They right. are just creating a space for people who have a similar lived experience for them where they can connect under the greater umbrella of reptiles, but also in this other thing that other people might not relate to or, or understand. Cause when you find those people who kind of get where you're coming from or, where you're at it mm. 
it's a different feeling. It's a different feeling. And I know yeah. that some people um, are don't feel super othered all the time. Um, but I can tell you, people who people of color in the reptile community, people of color just in general, they feel othered all the time, mm. all the time. There is constantly society telling them that you are other than us. Mm. And when you find a place or make a place where we can be the in-group, we can be part, we're all, we all acknowledge that we're all equal here. That is something very powerful and something very strong. And that it's like yeah. the, um, uh, Dominique's group, the, uh, the all women reptile keepers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's herpers. <laughs> it's yeah. it's great because it's it's a shared experience area where women can come together and have their own space where they can feel safe to talk about whatever they're going to be talking about. And I don't deserve right. to be in there. I'm not. I'm not. You know. And I've got plenty of spaces yeah. where I can go. It is not. It's not for me to say. Oh, they're segregating me out of that group. Right. They're having right. a space where they can be them. And and yeah. And. I've got plenty of spaces where I can be me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got plenty of spaces exactly. where I can be me. <laughs> <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't totally understand where the, the desire it's like, there's a, a, a frustration within self segregating in those contexts. And, and mm. it's so, and it's so bizarre. Cause it's like, mm. man, we're, we're just trying, if I'm trying to talk to you about a situation that you just don't understand, because yeah. you've never experienced it or you've never lived it. I'm I can't talk to you. Yeah. You know, about like, that. You, you can about say that, right. that you commiserate, but you there's right. no way for you to truly understand exactly what it's like. Exactly. So it's it's like what? Like it just is it's just like, man, okay, we're trying to we're trying to create those spaces. Again, we're all we all get together under that same umbrella of reptiles. We're the weird people that like reptiles cool we can all have conversations in that context under that umbrella but as soon as you start to now connect on the human level mm -hmm. that's when the, these things are different everybody's had these different experiences you've have you've had experiences that i haven't had i've had experiences that you haven't had you know and some of those things we can still connect on some of them we can't yeah and that's fine yeah <laughs> like, for real like whoever thinks that's not fine it's so full of shit <laughs> yeah you know i mean i challenge you know dude i mean i remember the first time i ever drove from uh the uh westernmost part of massachusetts all the way to boston mm -hmm. and looking at the entire state of massachusetts mm -hmm. and how different it was yes right from the berkshires to boston you cannot tell me that all of those people in those regions have the same experiences it's not no, possible not even it's close. just not possible somebody from the mountains of massachusetts trying to talk talk to somebody in boston about what you had you had what fall from the mountain a bear we don't have those things here what do you what you know like there's it just it's not it's not possible you know, yeah. like it, there needs to be that that element, that human element that's still involved. You know, we have an underlying enjoyment of the same thing. And that's awesome. And as soon as you break that down, yeah, some people get moved and, and moved around and that's fine and click with other people better because of those experiences. And there shouldn't be any hatred or dismay towards those people trying to establish a connection. Mm -hmm. with other people who have been through the same i mean i i think you and you and i can probably say the the same as far as like some of our our closest friends that we've met have been through reptiles mm -hmm. you know so it's like okay cool these this this wonderful large umbrella of of being reptile geeks uh has provided us an overall safe space to enjoy what we truly enjoy how how is it bad now that people go make friends or go talk to other people that are different to you but the mm -hmm. same for them why is yeah. that a why is it a problem <laughs> it's just i think that uh for the first time or maybe not the first time but for i'll say for the first time as a metaphor 
for the first time for a lot of those people, <laughs> they are feeling othered. They are feeling like I'm not mm. part of the group. And that is something that is very foreign to them. And it's not something they've ever had to deal with in their life where all these people who are making these little groups, that is all they've felt or that is mostly yeah. what they've felt throughout their life is that I am different and mm -hmm. I'm finally finding a place where people can kind of get me or, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. getting a kind of niche place or niche niche place where uh, people kind of get me. And I, I think that one of the, the things that a lot of those people who are like upset about this sort of thing, one of the things that I think of that is like very transformative or very like, you know, a huge part of a lot of the LGBTQ uh, community mm -hmm. is uh, coming out, just just yeah. coming out. Because a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of straight people, they would they don't think about that. It's just that's what's expected. You just go about and oh, you dated somebody of the opposite sex, and no one bats an eye. And then yeah. for a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community, um, <laughs> the please add all letters of the alphabet. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I <laughs> I try to stay up to date, but there's a lot of letters. There are a lot of letters, man. I heard it called the Alphabet Mafia, and I was like, yeah, I'm down. The Alphabet <laughs> Mafia. Oh, I actually really like that. I, I might adopt that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a part of the Alphabet Mafia. They <laughs> sound harder awesome. than LGBTQ. You know? It's true. Uh, so for a lot of those people who are you know, LGBTQ+, uh, the alphabet ma mafia it there is this huge thing that they have to go through if they want to live their truth if they want to live their mm -hmm. life and be themselves they have to take a step out into the unknown and face the people who they care about the most in their life and deal with potentially being rejected by these people because of ideations that may be held by religion or, you know, society or this or that or the other thing. Um, they have to look these people in the eye. I mean, they don't have to, but for a lot of these people, they have to look these people in the eye and say, hey, look, I'm just trying to live my life. I just want to be happy. I just want to, you know, be my most authentic self. And just by saying that they could face rejection. They could get faced with kick, being kicked out of their home, being rejected by their family, uh, mm -hmm. being told they can't be around their family anymore. And that is something that is so scary that people who are straight never have to deal with. They just don't. Yeah. Right. They don't because there's no thing that you're going to say, Oh, we're getting married. Oh, cool. You're getting married. It's expected. They don't ever have to think about having this incredibly difficult conversation with the people that they care about most and potentially facing the biggest, most scary rejection that, you know, a person can face. It's just not something that would ever show up on their radar. Yeah. And for people in the LGBTQ community, that is something that they have to deal with. If they want to be themselves, that they want to live their most authentic life. I'll say for 99% of the LGBTQ community, they have to face that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. I mean, uh, over the years I've, I've had, I mean, even when I was in high school, I had friends that when they um, decided to come out, literally parents were like, get out. Yep. And that, that used to piss me off so much. Like yeah. how, how, how can you do that? How can you say that you child. love this person and then reject them in that way? Right. And, um, you know, and then it, it also goes even a, a step further. And, and this is something that I certainly didn't experience, but uh, but have either been with a partner who has experienced it or uh, have heard stories. And that's you take it a step further. And now you're talking about people of color in the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. There are so many extra added levels. Yes. To this. And, and oftentimes it's it's relating to religion and, and stuff like that. Um, not all the time, but in many cases. And uh, I mean, it, it's it's mind boggling. It, mm -hmm. it really is, you know, then, um, yeah, it's it's such a 
it's a life altering conversation in yeah. some cases, you know. Yes. Um I had a very easygoing conversation when it came to it and you know luckily my parents were like just we just want you to be happy yeah. you know and, and i was i was accepted uh by my immediate family with no questions asked i had some other members of my family kind of out in the fringe that were like well i hope you find a good woman someday and i was like dude who knows you know <laughs> who knows but why don't you shut up <laughs> you know but uh <laughs> oh my god yeah but you know um but yeah so so again not experiencing that but but having partners who either have or uh you know i mean i i had a a partner that moved uh moved to massachusetts um they lived in a different state moved up to massachusetts and their their family was basically like if something happens don't come don't back. come back here yeah and and it's like what so so now in terms of like relationship now there's like an added burden there it's like well your life is just totally changed how can you process now existing in a relationship when your life is literally just been flipped upside down yeah uh yeah it's just it it blows my mind and it and it angers me to to no end when i see that kind of stuff happen in in that in in my community um it's ridiculous and we don't and that's the other thing too is like you don't know what that what that conversation was like for that person Mm -hmm. you know and how that how that went and that you know man it's sheesh (laughs) it's a traumatic experience for for many people you know even if they're just like trying to hype themselves up to get to to get to say it you know because that into you don't know what the hell is going to happen you don't know what that reaction is going to be or you might have an idea you know and be like okay this is going to be really bad or okay this won't be that bad and then it happens and you're either very pleasantly surprised or again holy crap your life has just been flipped upside down and now you don't know what to do you know and you hate yourself uh, you, you hate what you're going through. You hate now that you are potentially kicked out of your house. Uh, you hate the fact that your parents or guardians don't want to talk to you. You know, like, how can you fathom going through that? You, you just, you, you can't unless you've experienced it and, and can provide some sort of context. But if you've never experienced that, you, you just, you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> With that, I just saw the time. We're going to run our ad break. Uh, So we'll be right back in two minutes, guys. Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures. You can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat-packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro, XC18, XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CVSC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or sub-adult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. 
To learn more about Black Box Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages, and of course, their website, www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. Boom. You guys know the deal. Go check out Black Box Cages. See what they got going on and get yourself a new cage. Hey. <laughs> I, I want to... <laughs> I want to highlight one thing, and uh, that's both of our YouTube comments. We've both used the word "y'all." Have we effectively, truly joined Southern slang land? The South, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I said something yesterday. I gotta grab my bag. So then, Chris oh, was like, "My bag." You're what? What did you grab? My bag. <laughs> oh man! I started joking. The, the Alphabet Mafia have threatened you. No, no. <laughs> you must speak. You must speak in this accent from now on. <laughs> I started doing it as a joke, and now it's not a joke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Jeremy knows I like talking oh, in accents every now and again. That's very true. <laughs> I feel like we need oh, to man. get uh, Justin Smith from the Herpeticulture Network on here, but we need to just talk in funny accents the whole time. I'm I'm very down. <laughs> I'm so down to talk with weird voices. It's not even funny. You see, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, this, this could be a really funny episode. <laughs> we should get Phil Wolf on there as well. Yeah. See if and, I can confuse and, and... him, make him think that i'm nipper reed and uh and warren warren booth there we go <laughs> I, i'll stay extra hydrated <laughs> you got to put a bottle of water then uh, you mean some some nice deer year park <laughs> it's fucking tuesday isn't it <laughs> it's, it's tuesday Oh God! <laughs> we had we had to cut a little of the tension, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. And, and we appreciate everyone for checking out this episode. We know this is not our regular reptile talk. This is this. I think this is still reptile talk because this is this is reptiles, or or our podcast is about the community. And yeah. uh, you know, if you want a care sheet podcast, there are other podcasts out there. <laughs> That's true. There are a lot. There are a lot of care sheet podcasts. And we're not we're not them. We're not them. We're not them. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, but also no, absolutely not sorry. <laughs> we don't want to be we don't want to be another podcast of of get lost in the sauce nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I like listening to some of those podcasts, but I like that yeah. we do something a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Even though Donnie still says we need to up our game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I talked I talked to him the other day and he was like, he was like, dude, you guys need like green screens or something. Like you gotta have better backgrounds. And I was like, No. <laughs> I'm I'm so tempted to make my background these scrub cages over here. Um, because I like them, but I want to set up nicer looking pla- i got some plants in there right now but i want them to look nicer yeah yeah and i'm i'm always going to exist in this uh whatever new york background <laughs> with sound foam <laughs> it's just where i exist guys <laughs> oh man but uh but yeah i mean ju- jumping back to to the topic i mean i i think so there's been a lot of discussion on this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been multiple live streams about it. There's been a couple of different podcasts that have highlighted it. And, uh, you know, as true to form for so many other podcasts that talk about varying issues in this industry and in other history, uh, industries, there's a lot of talk of the problem and not a lot of talk of solution. Yeah. What happens, what happens moving forward? And, mm-hmm. and obviously 
you know, we can come up with a million ideas and, and, you know, it still doesn't necessarily mean things will change right away. There, there's always that time for things to take foothold. But, you know, I, I think one of the most important things is, you know, obviously when it, when it comes to this initial situation, dealing, dealing with racist comments and stuff, uh, one of the easiest things that we can be doing is, is just supporting each other, right? Mm-hmm. The whole concept of, of vote with your dollar right there there are so many different people out here who are doing great things who are of all different colors you know if that that sounds horrible and weird but but you get what i'm saying um you know from all different backgrounds and they're no less deserving than anybody else for our attention and our business and paying attention to like what they post and and all those things. So just being fundamentally supportive as if they're no different because we're Mm -hmm. all literally just people. Um, I think that's, that's one of the the easiest ways that we can be proactively moving forward is making sure that there's support across the board. Yeah. 100%. And if you see someone saying racist shit, if you see someone saying sexist shit, if you see someone saying shit against the LGBTQ community, speak up. If you are in a, if you are a safe person or in a safe enough place where you can speak up, say something that really makes a difference because if people who, um, these other people who are saying these things, if they see other people standing up and saying, Hey, look, that doesn't just, just cut that, cut it out. Uh, Eventually it's gonna, they're going to have to change. They're going to have to change. It's what it boils down to. And I understand that not everyone is in a safe enough place to say something whenever they see something like this happen, you know, especially like women are constantly in a space where they cannot, feel safe around men or or do not feel safe around men. And I completely understand that it's not always safe for them to speak up for on their own behalf. That's where guys, if you see dudes doing creepy or sexist things, please speak up to say something. Um, You know, I find that men will respect when other men speak up about things a lot of the time, not every time, but yeah, uh, and one of the tactics that I have adopted <laughs> is when someone says something that is racist or sexist or you know homophobic, ask them to explain the joke because you want to see something turn real unfunny <laughs> real quick when they have so to true. explain what is funny about it. Just be like, I don't understand what's funny about that. Can you can you tell me what's funny about that? And you'll see those people who are so confident before fumble real fast. Yeah real fast yeah yeah (laughs) i like that one i like that one because it's it's less confrontational it's not like hey you're a piece of shit stop talking like that it's like hey how about you do some introspection right now and tell me what to that strikes you as funny yep yep i actually i actually really like that yeah explain (laughs) to me how that's funny yeah yeah yep i like that I like that. Might also adopt that for when I'm teaching. <laughs> for real. That's actually for a really real. good, really good tactic. Explain yeah. to me how that's funny. Just, just, you know, I, I'm, I'm out of the loop. So can you clue me in on what's funny about that? And I just, oh, well, I was just being oh, well, shitty. Uh, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, glad you recognize that. The exit's there. Yeah. There's a sign above it. Well, a lot of times they'll just fumble over their words and then shut up real quick. And then what I am, what I take a little bit, just a tiny bit of joy in is just thinking about later when they think about that going, why was that funny? Why, <laughs> why did I say that thing why right there? I say that? And I hope that it haunts them for a really long time. Yep. Yep. As it should. I'm just saying. As it I'm should. You want to be a comedian, write better jokes. <laughs> <laughs> write jokes that are actually funny and right. not yeah. disparaging other people. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an idea. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? What a novelty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh. Nah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I agree. 
I 100% agree. I, I think there's there's always room for improvement and moving things forward, um, you know, and, and taking these steps and being mindful um, and uh, and also just being mindful that you you don't know everything about everybody mm-hmm. around you. Right. For you real. Um, I mean, we we certainly experienced that not long after getting down here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, comments made that were just like wow Mm, mm, Uh, yeah that's cool never met you before i'm so glad you decided to say all of that so i just lay that right on you again yeah 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 and no i don't care that you're inebriated i i don't because that still doesn't give you a pass to be a piece of crap person yeah for real and that's that's like like i was saying earlier it's just people who think that they are in a place where they can just say whatever they want. And it's like, bro, check, check yourself before you wreck yourself for real. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, it's just, people just need to be a little bit more aware. Yeah. Of just, of just everything of everything. You don't know everything about everybody. And, you know, not to say you need to be walking on eggshells around people, you know, but have some compassion, have some general compassion for people. People deserve respect until you find out they're a really shitty person and whatever. Yeah, like... <laughs> but fundamentally, 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 you know, after after you understand where they're at. Yeah, then you can, then you can you lay can the adjust hammer. accordingly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, and I just encourage people if you see uh somebody who looks like they might be from a different walk of life than you, reach out to them. Try and make a friend. You nothing changes yeah. your mind faster than getting to know somebody. You can't you can't know how many racist people suddenly became less racist when their grandkids are mixed. Or yep. people who hate the LGBTQ community until their son or daughter comes out as gay or bi or queer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those people end up making their way around and figuring out, oh, wow, I was actually a really hateful person and I can't live like that. The more that you hold yeah. on to hate and hurt in your heart, uh, the more you're just going to hurt other people is, is what it so boils true. down to. It's so true. And and a, a lot of it, um, which which James brought up here, um, a lot of it is existing in ignorance. Yeah. Right. Because uh, for one reason or another, you know, whether it's it, it's, uh, you know, from from religious chaos or or you're just literally like, I don't know anything about that. And that doesn't sound like an interest to me. So fuck that. And that's ignorance doesn't give you a pass. Yeah. Right. Like that. It's just not a free pass, <clears throat> you know, and and more often than not, the answers to flip the switch, so to speak, are pretty easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to go into a library and start pulling out, you know, books this big, you know, <laughs> to find the answer to, well, 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 they're gays. What does that mean? Well, why should I like them? You know, like that. That's They're like, what real. do I have to tell? Like, what am I going to tell my kids? I'm like, what do you tell your kids about your sex life? Oh, nothing. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. you should probably just tell them that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's stick with that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, ignorance is is not not an excuse for hatred and and uh, and negativity. It's uh, especially when again we're in 2023. It's really easy to educate yourself. It is so um, easy. Talk yeah. to somebody. Literally, literally. Talk to someone literally all you got to do <laughs> yeah yep i i think like i know for me one of the things that uh that i hear a lot personally that uh used to bother me sometimes still do it but again inflection i try to give people the benefit of the doubt um is uh you know when people find out that i'm bi or that i'm i'm dating a guy people oh i well i didn't i didn't know 
I didn't I didn't know you were you were gay or whatever. It's like well yeah, what do you what do you want me to, to walk around with a shirt? Yeah, like that says it? Yeah, no. Like oh, I I didn't know you were straight. Like, <laughs> like what the heck? I just assumed I'm, you're out here some, uh, Yeah. <laughs> like literally I I am waiting, waiting for the day that us and the Alphabet Mafia add the letter S for straight because then no. nobody has anything to bitch about. <laughs> no. Come on, man. I'm if okay we're with, adding I'm all okay these other letters. Letter not being, no, I'm okay with that letter not being on there. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to think they're one of us. And nah, wait, That's no, fair. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Um, we should do it for a day, though, like April Fool's. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Right? That could actually be pretty funny. Um, See? See? (laughs) But, yeah, you know, it's, again, it it used to bother me a lot uh, originally, but, uh, you know, I've gotten to a point now where it's like, not to say I expect it, but I know that it, it generally isn't coming from a place of, hatred it's coming from a a place of like oh i just i didn't know this about you you know and it's like okay you know that's fine but uh i don't i don't ask you about your sex life i don't question when you kiss your wife or whatever Mm -hmm. you know so why Mm -hmm. does it why does it matter that i brought my partner here uh i i think that for those people they just have this societal expectation and to challenge that just challenges everything that they've ever every decision they've ever made because they go well you don't look like a gay guy like you don't you don't yep. look like what i expect a gay guy to look like so if that means that a gay guy can look like you then what does that say about me like and that sort yep. of questioning that those people <laughs> go through i think that it could really open up their minds to some things about themselves that they are probably <laughs> just really really ignoring yeah what's that twitter history look like (laughs) uh yeah no it's it's true though it's true um yeah it's it's again it's crazy that that we've had to dedicate an episode to this though i think it's it's good Mm -hmm. to have the discussion you know and 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 thank you again to everybody that's been here in uh, in the chat. Um, there's been quite a lot of support pouring through in the chat here on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, we definitely appreciate all of that from you guys. Um, you know, and just just remember to be a good person. Like at the end of the day, that's that's all that matters. We're all people. We all go through our own shit. You know, we all deal with deal with our own inner demons and, and whatever you know, and you don't know what uh, what anybody's going through. So just be a good, kind person, and yeah. uh, and and things things will be all right. <laughs> I think so. I think that if we all just tried to be a little bit nicer to one another, I think that the world would be a really, really different place. I agree. I agree. And if you want to know a really good way to be nice to people, make candy bacon cupcakes. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> That it's is the my perfect icebreaker to the world. That is my contribution to the world. Is just it's the perfect icebreaker. It's like, hey, I'm Rob. Here's the candy bacon cupcake, and people are always like, ew, go away. Okay, oh, uh, this, oh is my God, this is amazing. Yeah, and then and then the following the following statement usually usually occurs after like one circle of Rob going through giving them. I thought they were going to be gross, and I didn't know who this guy was, and then I had it, and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. That was amazing. You're yeah. the cupcake guy in my mind now for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's okay. And, and it's, I don't mind being the cupcake guy. And it's it's literally it's slowly as as we move, it's slowly taking it's over other parts expanding. of the country. It is. <laughs> it is. That that means when we finally do hit a super show, <laughs> there needs to be another I need a kitchen. That's that yeah. If they, if I can find a kitchen, I will make the cupcakes. I will buy you an easy bake oven, Rob. <laughs> oh, I don't know if they'll come out the same. I know that they got to be made with love, but I also need an oven. <laughs> oh gosh. I think that for the next um 
the next expo, maybe I should do ones with the uh, the cupcake wrappers. I'll get ones that say Black Lives Matter and then ones that say that are like a rainbow LGBTQ flag. And then we'll yeah. really see who's uh, who's down. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> do you want them? This is a test. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, no. I'm not even going to say anything because the people who go, oh, has it got to be that? Then then you know. Then you know. True. Then you know. So true. Uh, yes, I agree 100% with, with Jessica. If you go to Animal Con, you need to make them for Animal Con, Rob. If I can find a kitchen, I'll make them. Yeah. Like Actually, said, was... if so, those uh, those rooms... Uh, if you're in Villa number five, I think, because uh, we're at the same location, there's a kitchen in those rooms. Okay. So, I uh, it's funny. I was just at Bar Checks the other week, and uh, we we talked a little bit about about Animal Con, and then I just got an email about making sure my bio is all up to date and whatever. So, uh, if you missed Animal Con, you don't want to miss it this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty freaking sweet. So. Florida. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Florida happening this year. Yeah. Yeah, for real. There's going to be a lot of Florida happening, including herping with Savannah, which we do. We need, still need to lock in those dates, but I'm very excited for that. I'm so hyped. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to be, bro, it's going to be so dope. It's going to be so freaking dope. I'm excited because I have uh, the first week of March, I'll mm. be away teaching and, and doing a couple shows. And uh, that covers me for the month. Mm-hmm. So I have hey. the rest of the month. <laughs> like, you tell me when you're ready, bro. And we're going down. <laughs> <laughs> but heck yeah. All right, Jeremy. We're, we're wrapping this episode. So what's something that's yes. got you excited about reptiles right now? <laughs> um. You know what? I'm actually really excited. I just got the third lock from uh, this Borneo pair. So I'm very excited about that. That was uh, uh, that low expression white wall ocelot from Megano, the demon, uh, to the striped VPI Ultra. So <laughs> those are gonna be I, some nice Borneos. Yeah, I'm very excited for that clutch. Uh so she's she's looking great. She's like slamming food right now. So mm. um yeah, I'm very excited for that. We just got the third lock. So that yeah. So I'm not breeding much this year since I'm I'm downsizing. Um so I've only got a handful of ball pythons, like one or two carpet clutches, the Amazons, and then uh that Borneo clutch. And mm-hmm. that Borneo clutch. I'm very excited about the Amazons, but I also know that Boas will break your heart. So I'm trying to yes. not. Yeah, don't get excited not until they're out of the one. mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to think about that. But the Borneos, <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited for the Borneos. So, yeah, man. How about you? What's got you excited yeah. about reptiles, Rob? Hmm. Hmm. Trying to think. Hmm. I know I, I saved some stuff too, and I forgot to look it up before the <laughs> before the thing. Um, oh, you know what it was really cool? I listened to uh, NPR did an episode of Herp History with mm-hmm. Tom Crutchfield, and that was really interesting. Hearing Hell some yeah. of the stories of the things that he did throughout his life. Um, if you are a podcast person and like to listen to podcasts please go check out NPR. Please go listen to their herp yeah. history ones with uh, Richard Ross. And um, I don't know if the one that they did with um, from Bushmaster, I can't remember his name oh, right now. Cam. Cam. Cam from Bushmaster. Uh, listen to some of those episodes, man. It It is yeah. such an interesting window into the past of the reptile hobby and where we're at right now it's just it's really cool so if you get a chance listen to those i listened to that the other day and i was just like <sighs> i felt like someone took like a little brick off my chest because I, i'm sitting here going <laughs> oh man i'm 34 years old i'm fucking i don't know if i'm doing enough i don't know if i'm doing enough and then tom was like oh i didn't take my first trip around the world until i was 34 and i was like okay okay he, he's still yeah we're good i still got time i still we're got good time. there's still time yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's true man that's always crazy to think about like 
that timeline mm-hmm. right for getting things done like we always feel like we if we haven't done it by x age like we missed it we missed the boat yeah. it's never gonna happen and then so you hear something like that and yeah exactly you're like no 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 all right all right this is okay fine. i'm okay yeah I, need, I got one more year <laughs> i just turned 34 so i gotta do it by the end of the year right right well hey look okay so if you don't do it by the end of the year I'll do it before I'm 34 and you can come with me. So okay. deal. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so Jeremy, if people want to find out more about you, where are they going to go? Literally, they can check me out everywhere. Uh, primarily Instagram at Brassman Reptiles, um, TikTok uh, at the Brassman, Facebook Brassman Reptiles, all that stuff. Uh, Morph Market Brassman Reptiles. Please buy snakes. I need to remove snakes from the house because uh, I will need to be traveling a lot very soon. So please buy snakes. Um, <laughs> go check out Morph Market. Um, I think that's about it. What about you, Rob? Where can people find you? Same thing. Uh, Instagram at Rob is creeping a real TikTok. Rob is creeping a real. I deleted my Twitter or I don't know if I deleted it. I don't have Twitter anymore. I don't use, it. I never, I didn't really use it. So I got rid of it. <laughs> um, and then don't add me on Facebook, but I do have Morph Market and I am mm. looking, I might be looking to move a couple uh bloods that i hatched out this past year so if anyone's looking for a deal i want to i want to upgrade some enclosures and and do a couple things so i'm looking to make some deals on some blood pythons bam they're gonna be really pretty so i'll I'll hook people up if they listen to the podcast so yeah check us out and then uh, if you're listening currently we're gonna be hopping onto the next stream uh doing an interview and then if you're listening to this on the audio only version then we will catch it with you next week on reptile talk See you guys.